Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 694 of the Juicebox Podcast. Well, this won't happen very often on the podcast, but this episode is as close as you may get to being live. Kevin Sayer, who is the Dexcom CEO, is on today. He is currently in New Orleans at the ADA meeting. Today is June 4th, and this episode was just recorded. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please head over to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Join the registry, take the survey. The whole thing takes fewer than 10 minutes. When you fill out that survey, finish the survey, your answers will have helped people living with type 1 diabetes. And at the same time, you're supporting the Juicebox podcast. If you want to try the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes from the podcast, they begin at episode 210 in your podcast player, or you can find them at diabetesprotip.com. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored today by U.S. Med. You can get your diabetes supplies easier and in a more convenient way than you're probably doing it right now by going to usmed.com forward slash juicebox or calling 888-721-1514. Hit that link or call that number and get yourself a free benefits check right now. See if you can't get started with U.S. Med. I just like to jump right in. I know that you have things going on and uh, things you'd like to share. I'd like to hear them. And then I have two questions at the end, if you don't mind. You know what? Fire away. You can ask me anything you want. Really? Do you want to do it now? My questions are- I won't answer everything you ask, but you can ask me anything you want. So my questions are, uh, I mean, uh, did you try to buy Omnipod last week? We issued a, a very public statement on Tuesday after all the speculation that went on the week before that we're not uh, acquiring or merging with anyone. Uh, we're here. Uh, we have our Dexcom plan uh, sensing around the world, and, and and that's our plan. So okay, that's our answer. That's fine. No, I just, I mean, I woke up one morning and everybody's sending me messages. What do you think of this? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. What are you asking me for? <laughs> got, I got a few emails myself. I would imagine. Um, I guess my other question is, with Libre 3 coming out, how do you see the two products? Do you see them as competitors now? Or do you, because in the past, we've, we've talked about that, that you don't see, you didn't see the Libre and the Dexcom as competitors, but are they getting closer? Well, I think we are competitors, and I think that has really changed over time, particularly as both products have become more reimbursed and more mainstream. We're very comfortable with G7 as the premium product in the CGM category as time goes on. We'll have an ICGM designation upon approval. Uh, we'll be integrated with the, our partner systems as rapidly as we possibly can. We know our, our system performs spectacularly, uh, and we'll give 
our patients, our customers, they continue to experience they've had in the past. Uh, you know, the question everybody asked us way back in the day is, could you make it smaller? Could you make it smaller? Could you make it smaller? We've reduced 60% of the size from the G6. This thing is a little bigger than a nickel and smaller than a quarter. And it is very, very easy to wear. And, and the performance of the system will speak for itself. It is incredibly well engineered. Uh, the manufacturing processes are very well baked out. You know, for us operationally, one of the things about G7 that is different than anything we've done before is we thought about how to build it before we designed it. Uh, this is a fully automated process. We could build it manually if, if we had to, but this really is a fully automated process going from station to station uh, it, to the point where literally if, if there were a problem with the sensor, we can trace it all the way back to, to all the manufacturing operations one by one mm -hmm. with computer chip, not with, not with, uh, you know, warranty cards or something like that. So we have built a, an incredible product with G7 and will compete with anybody. Again, we will have an AID designation when we start, mm -hmm. our product will have a 30 minute warm up, not an hour warm up with 12 hours when you can't rely on the data okay. uh, with a blood drop. So uh, as far as system performance and features, we're very comfortable with where we are. This is going to be a leap. Is that a word you would use? Is, a what? Is seven a leap from six? Yeah, I think seven's a bigger leap from six than six was from five. Okay. All right. And if, if, if your users went from five to six, and I'm telling you seven's a bigger leap than six you can understand why we're being rather cautious and and planning as much as we can because mm -hmm. i think this is going to make a huge difference okay in the lives of our users well um i don't want to ask you a bunch of g7 questions you tell oh, people go ahead i just wanted to, it just struck me will uh will it be covered by medicaid medicare so the way there's a process for all these things scott and once we get approval mm -hmm. we'll go to every one of these agencies we can and get approval as quickly as we possibly can uh, and the Medicare CMS process is typically 90 days. It may be longer just because of the government, but 90 days from approval. And then we have to go through all the Medicaid uh, state by state as well. And, and their approval process varies depending upon where they distribute the product. Is it through pharmacy? Is it through DME? Suffice to say, we have a great big map as to where we're gonna go and how quickly we're gonna to go to get reimbursement for this as fast as we can for for our customers. Okay. Well, so yeah, we're, we're gonna go full on, let's get this thing approved everywhere as quick as we can once we get it approved at the FDA. So while we're talking about that, let me ask you, um, is there a roadmap to, and how much are you involved in the idea that one day type twos might be prescribed CGMs as a matter of course, instead of something they have to fight about or pay out of pocket. Are, are we anywhere near that? You know, I, I love your question and involved as an understatement. I think it is an obsession at this point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, every time we put our G6 product on somebody uh, on a group of type two diabetes in a study, we get incredible results. You saw the mobile trial with respect to basal insulin. We have the same results with our basal patients as we get with the intensive insulin users in the diamond study. Right. The significant A1C drops because people change their lifestyle with proper information. Mm -hmm. We see the same with all the drugs. And as you look at the diabetes pie and the pie of diabetes costs in the future, there could be nothing more important 
than giving the healthcare providers and most of these type two patients, CPCPs, they're not endocrinologists yet, but giving their healthcare providers simple, easy, easily accessible information to help dial in the proper drug uh, for these patients to take and proper therapy for them to be on and then able to enable the lifestyle recommendations that come with that. So I, I, I think there's a day when it comes. I'd also tell you, since I'm, I, you know, we're just chatting about it, I also think that's a different problem than automated insulin delivery. Mm-hmm. And I think while the technology for measuring glucose is the same, I think the patient experience will be much different. Uh, the app should be different. The software should be different. The pricing should be different. Right. Uh, it, it's, again, it's not solving a series of problems because that patient doesn't have the high and low, you know, danger zones that, that somebody like you and, and your family deal with. So, uh, are, so you're talking, when you said you see an improvement for people, you're talking about type twos that don't use insulin, seeing improvement Oh, absolutely. As well? Okay. Be, the reason absolutely. I, yeah, the reason it got into my head was because very recently, my I have a Facebook group for the podcast that has grown to over 25,000 people and it's oh, starting wow. to attract. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It's, it's a wonderful tool for people. And, and I, I love, I love how well it helps them, but it's starting to attract insulin using type twos. And I'm beginning to have them on the podcast because they are having similar outcomes to the type ones who listen to the podcast. Oh, they do. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating actually. Yeah, they do. And, and their outcomes are greatly enhanced if they could have got CGM earlier mm. in the process as well. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of a couple of people specifically, just how it changed their life, learning how to use insulin and how having Dexcom makes that well, so much easier. I to was learn. in a, I have, I, I, I have family up in, in, in Utah and uh, about a year and a half ago two yeah, about a year and a half ago, we celebrated my dad's 86th birthday wow. and I had a cousin there I hadn't seen for almost 50 years, but she lived there. Obviously we're not that close. But she came up to me at the party and she goes, she punched me in the arm. She goes, hey, I need to talk to you. I said, what about? She goes, you know, I have type 2 diabetes. I'm on insulin. And I got in a study with your sensor. I said, well, how'd that go? And she said, well, the study let me wear one a month because they thought I could learn enough with one a month. I could figure out how to change things. She goes, you need to tell these people that's a stupid idea. I need this all the time. I need it back. (laughs) I need it all the time because she goes, "I, I could make so many changes and do so much better with this sensor on with this information, she goes, I, I, I have to have this full time. Right. And so that's, you know, and type two intensive insulin users are covered by Medicare and covered by most of the commercial insurance plans. Now we've, we've won a lot of those, mm. those battles and we have terrific coverage now for type two intensive insulin users. Yeah. You know, it's now our, our mission to continue down the chain and go to basal insulin and get that approved and reimbursed uh, for people and and ultimately some type of product offering and experience for those with type two diabetes who, who aren't on insulin uh-huh. because they can learn a tremendous amount and have a much healthier, longer life. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, I somehow imagine your whiteboard with your roadmap on it goes right off the board onto the wall. I have to erase it on a regular basis. <laughs> that's excellent. Cause, cause it's, it's no, I, it's an obsession at our company. It really is. I appreciate it very much. Um, all right. So you're down at ADA right now. And uh, what are you there to tell people? I, I, I'm here to listen as much as I am to tell. Uh, I enjoy coming here to listen to what everybody perceives and what everybody has to say. You learn much about your company. And, I, and, and quite frankly, as CEO, I learn a lot about my people. 
talking to them because I don't, I, I haven't, we haven't been to a show in over two years. So I'm going to see people that I haven't met that work for this, that work for us for two years. Right. That will be very fun. And, and, and the mess. Oh, Kevin, you're frozen. Our, our G6 sensor has never performed better. Uh, our, you know, our customer service, our customer satisfaction data, both internal and external has never been higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our customer satisfaction data rivals the biggest blue chip companies in the world. And, and, and so we know we've done a lot of things right and we'll continue to do that. And I can occasionally get feedback on the other things we can do better as well. Yeah. So that, that, that's why I'm here uh, to hear. And I'll, I'll meet with several physicians on Many people I'll meet with our partners. Uh, I have a smattering of meetings across the board with a very, a great variety of, of people that affect our company. In the meantime, I spend some time with the folks that work for us too. So uh, th- that's what I'll do here. That's excellent. I always, uh, people always ask me if I go and I'm like, I don't know what I would do there, but you made it sound like something I should do. You know what you, it's worth coming at least once. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's really fun is for example, to walk the hall where the scientific posters are for somebody like you who's been in this for so long. Mm-hmm. The Dexcom publications here are, are nothing short of remarkable uh, with respect to how our product does. There's a, a study in Belgium, for example, that's been carried on for several years of patients who had a competitive CGM who switched over to Dexcom and how much better they did after switching and how that improvement has been sustained supporting the true value of real-time uh, CGM versus versus other technologies. Right. Uh, that poster is really fun for us. We've seen there's a lot of pediatric posters because people care very much about pediatrics. Some of the camps, for example, look, we put everybody in a camp on a sensor and here's what we learned. Mm-hmm. All these posters are, are extremely uh, good reading and there's been a lot of thought going to them. And then the scientific sessions, the presentations, even the ones by the companies, there's a lot to learn from because yeah. uh, we – Obviously, we're going to put our best foot forward uh, at, at a thing like this. And so you, you learn from those two. You'd enjoy going once. Someday it'll be in your backyard again. You can go there. Yeah, I guess a little closer to me. I'll try it out. Um, I just did yeah, you just the way you talked about it. I thought, oh, it's the first time I thought that sounds like something I'd want to do. Uh, I just didn't think I had a place at it prior, but it, it makes sense to me. Well, are, so are you there when you present? Do you talk about G7? I mean, is that the, the goal? We're going to have a little bit of G7, but right now, since G6 is the commercially available product, most all the presentations are, are G6 focused. You know, we've, we've published our G7 study data already. Uh, the G7 performance is, is much better than G6 was in a very rigorous clin- clinical trial setting. Um, we, we we have some talks about uh, you know about some of the features and things, but we're we're still all in with the technology that we have on the market. So a lot of the presentations will refer to our automated insulin delivery partners as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Omnipod Five is rolling out right now. We're very excited about that launch. Uh, Tam continues to grow tremendously uh, with, with with their product and and the Type Zero uh, algorithm that our team developed and licensed to them many years ago. So. You know, those will be a lot of our presentations where a lot of that is this year. It's interesting. Um, Arden's wearing a, the Omnipod 5 right now. She just put it on a few days ago for the first time. So we're getting to know it. And uh, it's it's been really interesting so far. It's it's it, what I what I took most from it. And I'm kind of excited about G7 too. It sounds like G7 is going to be less user 
intensive. There's going to be less for you to do if that's even possible. Um, but putting on Omnipod 5, coming off a loop, it just was, you know, it felt like you were just clicking screens and and then you were there. So it was, uh, is it, that that to me was like the biggest change. You know, what, what we've learned, Scott, over the years is complex, as long as complex is in the background and it's great science that gives you a better experience and that's a good thing, complex for the users isn't good. Right. And we have worked very hard to make G7 much more simple for somebody to start up and use. You know, the half hour warm up, uh, I've had many people tell me those two hours without CGM data are the worst two hours of their uh, of their weeks because you just sit there and you don't know. The half hour is a big deal. And right. in fact, it, when you put one on, it usually, it usually doesn't even take a half hour. It'll show up and say you got 25 or 26 minutes more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, that simplification and, and, you know, again, we've, we've learned a lot. Um, what, another simplification, for example, we, we've, if you've got online with G6, you've seen a whole bunch of overtape solutions people have invented, or you call us and get overtape. We just put an overtape just gonna come, tape yeah. in the box. I imagine too, with the size and weight difference, that's got to help too, with just, with just stay power. Yeah. Right. So how much smaller, I, I know that that's not. I mean, listen, I'm not complaining. G6 is amazing, and G7 is obviously smaller in form factor. Is there room to make these things smaller still? You all know shorter episodes get shorter ads, so get ready. These are going to be quick. U.S. Med, here's what they have for you. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They always provide 90 days worth of supplies, and they give you fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies and all the latest CGMs like Freestyle Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6. Better service and better care. If that's what you want, you go to usmed.com forward slash juice box and get your free benefits check right now. You can also do it by phone at 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide. They're the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys, and so much more. Check out U.S. Med right now. USMed.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com, or call 888-721-1514. When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. It's a very good question, and it's something we experiment with a lot. When we went down to the G7 size, it's 60% smaller than G6. Uh, it's, like I said, it's smaller than a quarter. It's bigger than a nickel. We considered going smaller than that. But as you get into electronics and radio antennas and, and how those things perform, there's a certain amount of size that optimize performance. And that's why we settled on the size that we have. Okay. We have designs 
looking forward to it. Do, you, do we want smaller? Do we want thinner? Do we want more flexible? So in our advanced engineering group, we look at all sorts of answers uh, for customers in the future. And, and, and on top of all that, it has to be, can, can you build it too? Right. Um, you know, another interesting thing about G7 is just, it, 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 just all the manufacturing processes. Uh, it, it's it's the, the plastic, the way it's put around the transmitter stuff, very complex for us to do, leading to a great outcome for um. Kevin, you froze up there for a second. I'm sorry. You said I'm sorry. great outcome. Yeah, I just got a message from my hotel that my internet was unstable. But uh, <laughs> Well, they're uh, right. <laughs> we, we've, we've not had a good internet stay here at our at our hotel, uh, I, but we'll, we'll get that figured out. I'll tell you what. No. The, the one thing you can do that I know from doing this so much is to take people who are around you while you're talking and get them off the Wi-Fi because they pull from okay. the signal. So anyway. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> well, you you don't have to. Thank I just you. know it works. <laughs> uh, but you, I'm sorry, you were saying leading to. No, we were talking about size and how small can you make these things. Right. Um, there also gets to be a size where there are dexterity issues. Putting it on and off, you could almost go too small, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we look at size. We look at features. We look at height versus diameter because in all reality, one of the other advantages of G7 is how much thinner it is. As far as not getting caught on things, um, I, I think, again, the experience will be and the wear factor will be wonderful. But the simplicity of putting it on is literally I've got a box here in front of me. I mean, this is the box that it's, it's so in tiny. For yeah. the size of my head. And it, it, you unscrew a cap at the bottom, put it on your body, push it, and then you're done. Wow. Uh, and then you pair it. It's, it, it, you know, one of our one of our biggest opportunities and something we've got much better at over the the years of g6 is explaining the transmitter as transmitter as you said it's not that complicated not it's not that hard to use but i also can't tell you how many people have, with their first sensor have peeled the transmitter off and thrown it away because <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand it they, they have to use it again we've eliminated that concern right now i i know that happens i do know that people have uh I see them come online and they're in a panic. We threw out our G6 transmitter. We don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And now just, I mean, it's disposable, right? Yep. Yeah. Fully disposable. And you and you got it at 10 days right now. We actually have 10 days with a 12 hour grace period. Okay. And do you think, uh, do you think that expands through software or do you think through the life of G7, it stays at 10? I think over the life of G7, we're working on getting to 15. Okay. Uh, the issues with there, there are three ways we can make the sensor last longer. We explore all three. One is the patch. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure you've had multiple patch postings on your, on your website and patch questions. We test all sorts of materials for patches. Mm-hmm. And if you make a patch not sticky enough, it obviously falls off, but you also don't, don't get allergic reaction. If you make it too sick, sticky, it may not fall off, but it may stay on too long. And so we we evaluate patches for all those things. We believe we have a very good patch in our current G7. We've got two or three more we're looking at to make patches last longer. Right. The second piece of that is just sensor life in general. You know, when you put a sensor and you do create a wound and eventually there's a wound response and sometimes antibodies go around that. And that's why sometimes sensors failure. So what fa- fail? So what can we do to manage that? Uh, the third thing that, that we focus on is the algorithm and the, and the data and the processing of the signal. So we have programs going in all three areas uh, to make it last longer. 
Overriding all that though, is again, the customer experience. Would you rather have something that lasts 15 days that 25% of them don't make it to the end, but it lasts 15 days, or would you rather have something that lasts 10 days where 90 plus percent of them make it all the way through? Right. Uh, we've learned that the, the least satisfactory experience for one of our users is to have their last sensor of the month fail and they haven't been able to go to the drugstore and get more because it failed early. Right. So we really take that useful life seriously uh, to make that customer experience as best as we can. That's why we stayed at 10 right, right now. That makes a lot of sense. And, but we look at ways to make it last longer. I'm going to ask you a question, if you don't mind, uh, about you come up with a product and then you have to test it on people. And then I assume you, you know, you have to get involved with the FDA, show them what you've learned. What's the what's the life of that process? How long does that take? From the day we when started, you go, it no, works. I, yeah. We started G7 in 2017. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so that development process took a long time. Everything we do, we do differently with G7. Mm-hmm. We as a company, and, and I don't think this is appreciated enough by the outside world, so I guess I'll stand on my soapbox for a minute. When we went to G6 we had to write off all the equipment that produced G5 because we changed our manufacturing process entirely. We launched G6 in G we launched G6 in 2018 and we were already developing another product that we knew would cause us to have to build all new manufacturing equipment and do it different. And we've made that investment or we're making it. Uh, we, you know, all G6, is manufactured on automated lines. We have some manual lines if we need to have capacity. That equipment won't be applicable for G7, so we'll be phasing it out. And we'll be phasing it out because we have geographies where we still use G6, so we have an organized, thoughtful manner for that. But we're making of near a billion dollars over the next three years to get automated factories up and running for G7, G6 processes, and getting ready to take these sensors everywhere. Uh, our users will experience great satisfaction with this because we we've invested in taking that much time. Mm-hmm. So the the FDA process and getting ready, uh, it doesn't take the whole five years, but the whole the the time frame I'm telling you about for G7, and that's that's what it takes. And the other thing that has really changed from when I started in this business years ago is that commitment to scale and and spending for manufacturing. Uh, before all these things were put together manually in our plant in San Diego uh, to get in this, this business and to really serve customers. It's going to require a, a lot of money. And, and I think we've been very thoughtful in doing that, but our commitment to the industry and to our customers is shown by our, our investments. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, is, does that mean that right now you're working on something that we'll see three, four five years from now? Always. Uh. I guess that's the plan, right? Uh, Always. It's just, and and, and I think as I look at our research efforts, I can break them down into really three buckets. Uh, One of them is software experiences, not only for our current users, but for also for our partners and our partners potentially in the type two space uh, or or other entities. I think you're going to see a number of software experiences from Dexcom over the years. And we just launched a version of G6 uh, in some international markets called Dexcom 1 that is uh, literally a G6, but a much less rigorous experience with respect to connectivity, being able to connect other devices. There's no share. And we are creating a two-tiered product structure uh, in, in these markets where that is how it's reimbursed. Mm-hmm. 
So you'll see us create software experiences. So that's the first area. The second is, you know, is sensors and modifying and enhancing the current product through better performance, new electronics, uh, qualifying new suppliers, things of that nature. And then we have a third area where we go, well, what is the future? Uh, again, the wearable, the, how, what, what does it need to look like? How much smaller does it have to get? How much smaller could you make it mm-hmm. and still have the electronics performance that we need, but also future sensing capabilities, making it last longer, things like that over in another group. Right. So we spend our research dollars on all those things. It's funny. You said earlier about not making something so small that you can't handle it. And it popped into my head that I do an ad for a meter that's a tiny meter that I like. And part of what I say while I'm talking about it is it's small, but not too small. And it never it never occurred to me the other way about about the sensor. But it does make sense, right? Your, people's dexterity comes into play at some point, being able to handle the device, put it on take it off. I don't know why that just popped back into my head, but that was a, uh, it was really something um, that I don't know. It just struck me at the time. So, I mean, it, I always have to ask because if I don't, I'll get yelled at, but G7 will arrive. Just say the date out loud. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> you know, one of our policies is to never give a date. Uh, we'll update every bit of our progress. It has been submitted to the FDA. Mm-hmm. We're working forth with the FDA right now. It's been a rigorous and a good process. Uh, we don't see anything that will prevent a, a launch of this product, and we're going to be as ready as we can. I don't have a date for you now. Yeah, We'll talk more about it publicly on our rings call, but for today, uh, G6 is still the best option for everybody available. Do you produce products ahead of the um, the FDA saying go to, to make backlog? or? Yeah, that- we do, Yeah, uh, but we're very careful about not producing too much in case we have to, for example, change some wording in a user guide. Mm-hmm. Or something along those lines. So it's a it's it's definitely a balancing act yeah. for us. G seven is now approved for Europe, so we're building a product for our launches in in geographies in Europe over the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. That's Excuse that's me. Good. And the fact is, we build a number of this stuff as practice runs, and 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 oftentimes throw it away just to make sure everything is working. Build and test. Because we need to be ready to go. It's really amazing. Well, I appreciate all your efforts. Um, something uh, happened recently where your your product was really um, really important in my family's life. So I, I appreciate it very much. And uh, well, uh, Scott, yeah. we appreciate your commitment too. Thanks for having me on the show again. Of course, enjoy the idea. Take care. Bye. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors. Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G V O K E G L U C A G O N dot com forward slash juice box. I'm also going to thank US Med for sponsoring this episode. And remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check. Start getting your diabetes supplies in a way that doesn't make you want to run your head through a brick wall. There, that's a tagline. If you're enjoying the juice box podcast, please subscribe and follow in a podcast app. There are plenty of them. They are free. Apple Podcasts comes to mind. Spotify, Amazon Music. There's a whole bunch of them. If you don't know how to get to one, there's a whole bunch of them on my website, juiceboxpodcast.com. I'd also like to 
suggest that you check out the private Facebook group for the podcast. It was mentioned earlier, 25,000 members strong, people just like you, listening, learning, sharing, commiserating, hugging. It's everything you need it to be. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. It's a private group. You'll have to answer a couple of questions to get in, but then you know you're around friends after that. I did mention the Diabetes Pro Tips earlier. You can find them at juiceboxpodcast.com or diabetesprotip.com. And uh, there's a ton of different series within the podcast, not just the Pro Tips series. The easiest way to see them is probably to go to the Facebook page, the private one, and go up to the Featured tab. And in there, there are these beautiful curated lists that show you all kinds of series within inside the podcast. I, I will go look at them for you right now, if you like. Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. Featured tab at the top. So there's a list there about the Pro Tip series. There's a list there for the variable series, different variables that impact your life with diabetes. Quick start episodes. What are some of the episodes people enjoy listening to when they first get going with the podcast? Like episode 4, 11, 29, 37. There's a list of them there. I feel like I should have said hike after those numbers. Sorry. How We Eat series. Some people eat vegan, carnivore, plant-based, gluten-free, low-carb, Bernstein, FODMAP, keto, flexitarian, intermittent fasting. We have episodes about all of that. There's the uh, list of the most popular requested shows, like talking about adhesive allergies, Dexcom calibration practices, what do you have in your go bag, advice for type 1 parents from type 1 adults, how could you help a newly diagnosed friend, switching to an insulin pump, how do you split your long-acting basal insulin, bolusing insulin for fat, and all different kinds of stuff. These lists are right there in the feature tab. There's also a, a big series called Ask Scott and Jenny. Jenny is a three-decade-long type 1 diabetic who's also a CDE, and she comes on the show all the time. So there's Ask Scott and Jenny episodes where listeners send in questions, and Jenny and I, we talk about them. A whole list of how to bolus for fat and protein. Oh, a great couple of series about being pregnant with type 1 diabetes. Defining thyroid. So there's also a defining diabetes series. These are the terms that you'll use with diabetes, but there's also defining thyroid, talking about things like hypo, hyperthyroidism, Hashimoto's, pituitary glands, TSH, T4, T3, autoimmune, goiter, thyroiditis, Graves' disease, things you don't think about, but you might need to know about, about your thyroid care. There's also a ton of episodes about algorithm pumping, looping, Omnipod 5, Control IQ, and there are more and more of those coming every day. I really think you should subscribe. Go into your podcast app right now and hit subscribe or follow. That way you'll get all the new episodes right there for you. You get to pick through them and see what interests you. And don't forget the After Dark series. Drinking, weed smoking, trauma and addiction, people having sex with type 1 diabetes, depression and self-harm, divorce and co-parenting, bipolar, diabolemia, heroin addiction, psychedelics. Oh my gosh, there's stuff here about being the child of divorce, complications with diabetes, other eating disorders, other life struggles, having diabetes for 50 years. There's one person on here talking about having ADHD, cocaine abuse. Uh, and very recently, a mother came on to talk about her son who she lost to addiction. These are all to do with type 1 diabetes and all available on the Juice Box podcast. And the newest series, I love this new series, it's called Type 2 Stories. People with type 2 diabetes come on to talk about their diabetes. Absolutely enlightening. Don't, don't miss it. 
I, I said that like there was no more, but there's a mental wellness, uh, a ton of mental wellness stuff with licensed marriage and family therapist, Erica Forsyth. She's also had type one diabetes for 30 years. We talk about all kinds of stuff about type one. All right. I think that's all the series I'm clicking through. It is. That's it. Anyway. So you might see there is a ton of content inside of the juice box podcast. It's all there for you. It's all free. Take it as you want. Use it as you will. I hope you enjoy it. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the juice box podcast. Subscribe and follow. Tell a friend about the show.